This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Lewis Howard Latimer was an inventor. He was born in 1848 in Chelsea, Massachusetts. He was the youngest of four children, and he was born about six years after his parents fled from slavery. So his parents had been enslaved down south, and they were stowaways on a ship that was going to the north. They were doing fine in Massachusetts until one day, one of their former slave owner boss's employees happened to be up north and spotted George and recognized him. So George and Rebecca Latimer were now in trouble and George was brought into trial as a result of being spotted. When he went to trial in Boston, he was defended by Frederick Douglass and William Lloyd Garrison. The good news is there were a number of local ministers and activists and other benefactors that helped him to purchase his freedom, which cost $400. Later, in about 1857, after the Dred Scott decision and the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that Dred Scott could not sue in order to obtain his freedom because he was a slave. As the story goes, people believe that George Latimer became very frightened after this, thinking that he could possibly be in danger of being recaptured as a slave again. Therefore, he disappeared from the family and went underground. This left Lewis Howard Latimer and his mother kind of alone without a lot of resources. Lewis had to get very busy and help his mother and the rest of the family. In 1864, when he was about 16 years old, he lied to the military and claimed that he was 18 and he joined the Navy. So he was in the Navy for a while. He returned from his military service during the war, during the Civil War, with an honorable discharge. Later, after coming out of the military, He got a menial job working in a patent office. The office was called Crosby and Gould. And while he was in the patent office, he made a point of observing what the draftsmen were doing. He watched them as they made their drawings. And as a result of that, he taught himself mechanical drawing. And because he learned to be a draftsman and he learned to draw, And his bosses saw that and knew that he was promoted from being what was called an office boy to being a draftsman. In this role, he assisted other people to develop their own inventions. Now, later on, he actually became known for his own inventions, not just everyone else's inventions. And just to give you a flavor for it, the things he was most known for In 1874, he improved a rail car bathroom, and he had a a patent for that. He also created an early unit of an air conditioner. In 
So that was another of his inventions. What he's most famous for, however, was he invented the carbon light bulb filament in 1881. And this made light bulbs last longer and be more affordable. So in his lifetime, he worked with some great people. He worked with Alexander Graham Bell as Alexander Graham Bell was developing the telephone. What Louis Latimer did is he helped to draft the designs, actually helped him to get the patent. He was the one that did the drawing. Later, he also worked for the Hiram Maxim U.S. Electric Light Company, and he did a lot of work with that organization pertaining to electricity and light, which was really his passion. He loved working in the field of electricity and also in light. So later in 1884, he started working with Thomas Edison, and he was a real important member of Thomas Edison's team because he was in charge of their infringement lawsuits. With the Edison Electronic Light Company, he was the primary person to testify in court on behalf of Edison. And because of the strength of his testimony and how good he was at this, Edison won most of those cases. And it turns out that Louis Latimer was the only Black member of what's called the Edison Pioneers. So although he never worked in Edison's lab, he was in Edison's business and he did add value and make a huge difference in Edison's business. And he was acknowledged for that by being part of that Edison Pioneer group. Later on, he also had some additional innovations. So in 1894, he created a safety elevator And he also later got a patent for a locking coat rack, the kind of coat rack where you could put your hat, you could put your coat, you could put your umbrella. It was used by restaurants and businesses and other organizations, and he had a patent for that as well. He also created an apparatus for cooling and disinfecting rooms to make a room more hygienic. I have the feeling we could use that right about now in our current environment with the pandemic still going on. So we can see that he was very knowledgeable and very prolific in his inventions and in his receipt of many patents. In 1890, he published a book that was called Incandescent Electric Lighting, a practical description of the Edison system. And so that was in connection with someone else from the Edison Company as well. He actually was a patent consultant until about 1922. Now, you might think that being so inventive and working on all of these technical things, you might think that that's all he was about, but he also had another side. So in 1873, he had married Mary Wilson, his wife, and he had two daughters, and he was known also for playing the flute for writing poetry and plays. And he also taught drawing and he taught English to immigrants to the United States. Ultimately, he died on the 11th of December in 1928 in Flushing, Queens, New York. And that was four years after his wife had died. He goes down in history for his invention of the carbon light bulb filament. And this was quite an innovation because when Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, most of those light bulbs would only last for about three or four days maximum. 
And as a result of this new carbon light bulb filament, they had long lasting life. One of the quotes that he said is, we create our future by well improving present opportunities, however few and small they are. And in his case, because he took advantage of even the small opportunities, he later also got some big opportunities. So for example, he was the person to install the first electric plants in Philadelphia, New York, and Montreal. He also oversaw lighting installation in railroad stations, government buildings, and other venues. He went to Canada, he went to different places in the United States, and he also went to London. It was in London that he was supervising the production of his own light bulb invention and the work on that light bulb. And he said when he was in London, that was the worst discrimination that he had ever experienced, the most intense as a Black man. And one of the things we have to remember is that most of the white people that he was working with were not accustomed to having a supervisor or a boss or a leader who was a Black man. And so there was a lot of resistance when he was in that role. He received a number of honors. He was honored at the 50th Lights Golden Jubilee. And this was an anniversary of the Edison Light Bulb Company. This is one of their special uh, celebrations. This was in Dearborn, Michigan. And it was on the 9th of November in 1929. So he was honored this was about a year after he had already died. In 1954, when the same organization had the 75th anniversary, he was left out of that celebration because by that time, the Jim Crow laws were very much enforced. And again, most of the Black people's contributions were suppressed and they were not celebrated during the time of the Jim Crow era. In about 1968, there was a public school in Brooklyn that was named after him as well. So today we do celebrate Lewis Howard Latimer and all of his inventions and the ways that he has made life better for us on a daily basis. So whenever you think about your light bulb, think about him and his innovation. And today I will leave you with today's biblical word of wisdom. It comes from Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, and verse 29. And it says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. And certainly Lewis Howard Latimer performed his work before the kings of industry and the kings of business enterprise. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations. And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, 
and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.